I'm really proud of our Ways and Means uh, team. And you just look at our, our subcommittee chairman and their leadership role. Sam Johnson began the year coming off a lot of momentum, extending the life of Social Security disability by six to seven years and really holding Social Security accountable. Uh, Dave Reichert is chairman of the Trade uh, Subcommittee, uh, not only uh, helped finish out the first customs bill in uh, 12 years, I think, uh, had major reforms in there tied to TPA and enforcement uh, on trade. Uh, filed that up with successful work on uh, on reestablishing the process for MTVs. Now doing good work trying to move TPP forward. We can ask questions and talk about that in a moment <laughs> if you like. But he's really doing great work leading uh, that committee, subcommittee. Peter Roskam started the year with a strong legislative alternative to the fiduciary rule. Uh, followed up uh, with that with some major reforms on the, on the IRS, uh, both holding their feet to the fire on these civil asset forfeitures, basically forcing Koskinen to apologize for their behavior, beginning to return the money, and this week we'll pass legislation really making sure that uh, they no longer abuse small business people and farmers who are just basically depositing daily receipts from their businesses and getting caught up in that, and this week he will uh, tomorrow unveil a 17-month results of 17-month investigation in the um, into the uh, basically funneling tax premiums from Obamacare and the health insurance uh, payments, seven billion dollars worth. Court is struck down, and so that will occur tomorrow. So he's been hitting on all cylinders uh, in a major major way. Uh, welfare reform. Vern Buchanan took over the leadership of that subcommittee. Dived right into it. I think he. Then we set goals, both one-year, two-year, three-year goals. I think he's finished all of his uh, at this point already. Jumped into extending uh, temporary assistance for needy families. That's the cash welfare program with some needed reforms there. Uh, put together bipartisan work on the foster care, which is a, a, a big issue in a lot of states and countries. Done really good bipartisan work there as well. And then uh, key work that he did on helping us finish out one of Paul Ryan, Speaker Ryan's Better Way Agendas, which is on welfare reform and really taking a look at, you know, if you think about it, think about every man, woman, child in 24 states in poverty. That's what we have today, Americans, 46 million Americans. They've been in poverty a long time. They're going to stay in poverty a long time unless we change the way we tackle that. And so Vern and and uh, the other uh, committee members um, that helped let, lead that opportunity, poverty opportunity, upward mobility, I think really struck the right balance for a new way to move those folks from poverty uh, into self-sufficiency. Really good work that uh, he and his team did um, in that area. And healthcare, Pat Tiberi's jumped into healthcare, which is a complicated subject, and jumped into it uh, immediately. Uh, not only have they, but he's probably moved more legislation than the rest of the committee combined. I hang around with them just so I can move my legislation <laughs> in ways and means. Um, and done it uh, in, in Medicare Advantage and health savings accounts and bipartisan work that really strengthened health care, Medicare in big ways, uh, continues to, to do that. But the work that he did as well, uh, helping us pull together for the first time in five years, a real unified consensus alternative um, to Obamacare, uh, new changes in Medicaid, uh, the first real efforts to make Medicare solvent for the long term. And if you look at that um, health care report, you know, you'll see uh, our idea 
is to replace Obamacare and those all those mandates and taxes and those things that drive up health care costs. Those 159 federal agencies, commissions, and bureaucracies in between you and your doctor and replace that with something people haven't had before, which is health care freedom. Replacing it with a health care backpack that looks at how you deliver health care in the 21st century and what every American really needs, which is a backpack in health care that goes with them throughout their life at every stage, from, um, from job to job, state to state, home to start a small business or uh, raise your family, and if it's a good plan, a good backpack, one you can take in your retirement years as well. And in that backpack are what Americans, every American needs in the 21st century, which is a health care plan tailored to their needs, not Washington's. Uh, what they need is a health savings account to handle the, you know, the routine costs of health care. And then thirdly, access and control their medical records. So they, they can choose to give to that new doctor or take to that new hospital so that those health care providers can treat them uh, totally as a person. And so I uh, was really pleased with the work that Chairman T. Berry and our committee did along with Dr. Price and uh, uh, John Klein uh, and others on the, uh, on the task force on health care. We think it's a real alternative and, and the numbers work. You, could, you can replace all of the Affordable Care Act and make Medicaid work better, and make Medicare solvent for the long term, and the numbers work. So really good work there as well. And then um, obviously on tax reform, Charles Mastani done a great job leading our tax policy subcommittee, especially opening up uh, our, our efforts to all our members in the conference, holding a member day with, I think, 70 different bills, tax uh, improvement bills, tax, some of the major reforms, some of the small improvements but important ones in the tax code. Um, in the work that uh, Barbara Angus and our tax team has done in putting this blueprint together. And let me talk for just five minutes about that. Then we'll open it up. Dan, if that's okay. So, um, better better than jury duty so far. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you listen to the tax provisions. <laughs> depends, depends. Yeah. Um, look, uh, we don't have to settle for the second rate of Congress. We just don't have to. Where paychecks are flat and, and millions of qualified people can't find full time work, and we don't have to sit here and watch other countries pass us by. That's exactly what's happening today. And that, the problem at the heart of that is our tax code. It's broken, it's too costly, it's too complex, mainly it's, it's unfair. And so what we propose is a tax code built for growth, built for the growth of families' paychecks, built for the growth of our local businesses, and built for the growth of the U.S. economy. Uh, and we're going all in on that uh, growth in this uh, tax reform blueprint. And our goal, too, is to leapfrog America from dead last among our global competitors into the lead pack of most pro-growth job-creating tax codes in the, in the world and to keep it there for the long term. And so we, so we go first all in for growth on the job side. Um, for the first time, we lower corporate tax rates and uh, pass-through tax rates to the lowest in modern history. We want businesses to keep more of what they earn so they can grow the local economy, not Washington's uh, economy. For the first time, we, we stop taxing uh, American businesses here and abroad, and we stop taxing when they succeed and win and want to bring those profits home, the tax rate in the future for American companies competing and winning and, and wanting to bring those profits home to invest in, in our communities is zero. Zero coming back. 
Uh, for the first time, um, uh, we, we stopped taxing our exports so that America can be competitive again. We want to remove every incentive for a company to move their headquarters, their manufacturing, their research and development, anything offshore. And the tax code we have today puts us at a huge disadvantage to other countries, and so we propose that we just uh, have a tax code that matches, approach that matches other countries, so that when you have a product or an intellectual property, um, uh, 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 product that's proudly stamped Made in America, that you're no longer insured of losing because you're doing it and manufacturing and producing here in America. We think that's critical. That also helps us dramatically simplify the international tax code, which will be a welcome relief for a lot of our businesses, time to deal with anti-base erosion issues and transfer pricing. I sort of hoped I'd lead my whole life without learning transfer pricing, but <laughs> no luck there. Um, and so it dramatically simplifies the code. And then for the first time in history, uh, we're going to uh, allow businesses to the tax code unlimited immediate expensing of the business investment. We know we know from the last 50 years, if you track what creates Main Street job growth, not government jobs, private sector jobs, we know for the last 50 years, the one thing that tracks those jobs like, like it was married to it is business investment. When you're investing in buildings, equipment, and software, technology, things that make you more productive, more competitive, it grows jobs in a big, big, big way. And so um, we think uh, that business investment coursing through our local economies are going to be a huge catalysts for jobs growth uh, going forward. So you put all those together, along with eliminating, eliminating the alternative minimum tax. Uh, on the pass-throughs, for the first time, we separate uh, wage income from business income so we can lower tax rates for the, a big challenge we've had is that in the past they were melded together. So trying to separate Bill Gates from Bill the Plumber was impossible. And so Bill the Plumber paid higher tax rates. So for the first time, we make that separation so we can lower those rates as well to 25%. Plus, small businesses will be able to take part of their income counted as wages at an even lower rate. So we've lowered both corporates and pass-throughs almost identically, 43%. <coughs> created another way for our pass-throughs and small businesses to lower their tax liability as well. Plus, uh, and this is, this is the... This is my favorite part. We end for the first time since it was created in 1916, the death tax, which is the number one reason family-owned farms and businesses aren't passed down. And, and uh, so for our pastors and small businesses, that's a huge thing. And so the, 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 uh, the result of all that is that we do leapfrog from that dead last up in that, into that lead pack. So we're all in for growth on the job side. For families, uh, we're all in for simplicity. You know, for years, decades, really, families have told us, we've heard this, why can't we have a tax code so simple and so fair and so understandable it could fit on a postcode? <clears throat> and everyone up here sort of dismissed that. But that's exactly what we're proposing, a, a tax code that simple and that fair. And so we're proposing a postcard uh, that has, obviously, your wage income, or your W-2, where you get your income. But we're also convinced that when Americans save and when they invest, the local economy grows as well, and their nest egg in retirement grows as well. So 
uh, we're going to cut, we're proposing to cut the tax rate for savings investment to half. So whatever your, uh, your income tax rate is, it's cut by half for savings investment. And here's, here's sort of the economic thinking. Look, when you earn a dollar, you know, there's three things you can do with it. Uh, you can <coughs> spend it, you can save it, you can invest it. So you can spend it, you can buy that donut, which I apparently do regularly. Um, <laughs> secondly, you can save in that local bank, might lend it out to that local donut shop owner so we can add that second mixer, that second glazer, maybe another uh, deep fat fryer, and, and maybe a worker in that pre-dawn shift to get ready for every morning. So that grows the economy, that's good. Third, you might invest it, maybe overall in the stock market, maybe directly into that company that owns that donut shop so they can expand to a second or third location. That investment is even better for the economy to grow. So we go all in on encouraging savings investment because we know that grows jobs uh, in, in the economy uh, along Main Street as well. Um, we're proposing on the postcard to keep the basis for most families. A home mortgage deduction, a charitable deduction. We think it's important. In fact, I want, I want more charitable, charitable giving. We think it's, as Republicans, we think it's great when people give to that local uh, organization, that church, that school, that their favorite uh, cause, and hold them accountable at the local level. We want to see even more of that. We include help with kids in college, child tax credit and, and the tax credit. It used to be the American Opportunity Tax Credit, but we're going to redesign it and make sure it works well for those both getting a skill, you know, a college degree, and those getting a skill. My oldest son, Sean knows, Will, would love to go into welding or that type of craft. So, you know, we're, we're going to help families with that. And then we're going to include incentive to get people from welfare to work. We think that ties in. And so that's it. Postcards, 14 lines. We think it incorporates most of what Americans want. And, and by doing that, we're able to significantly lower their taxes. So we condense those seven tax brackets down to three, and we lower them at every step, 12%, 25%, and 33%. So not a flat tax where you raise people up to a level, it's the opposite, we're bringing them all down. And so we deliver a tax relief at every income level, at every income level. People will pay less taxes and less up to Washington, and for the first time we'll actually know there aren't hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of provisions for somebody else and headaches for them, they'll be able to see that postcard and be able to weigh in. And our point is this, this isn't our tax code. This is the American <coughs> public's tax code. And so we're going to ask them if they want a postcard that simple and fair, but they've always wanted, or we can add anything back to it. We can add dozens of provisions, hundreds of provisions back to the postcard. As long as everyone understands, that means we have to send more money up to Washington and sort of hope we can get some of it back. So we're going to start listening after we lay out the blueprint. We're going to be listening through the rest of the year to American public and to businesses about job growth and look at every step to make this uh, blueprint even better, more pro-growth, simpler, working better for the American public. So uh, this isn't the end of the conversation, it's the beginning of the conversation. Uh, and then finally, look, if you're going to have a fair, simpler tax code, uh, we need a fair, simpler tax collection. So we're proposing to bust up the IRS as it is. <coughs> Redesign it uh, into three smaller focus units. We make some other reforms as well. But our thinking currently is to have a business unit staffed with the most qualified business experts on the 
on the IRS side to be able to answer your questions, international tax, domestic tax, all that. A second, a family unit really focused on state-of-the-art customer service. I don't know about you, how many of you have ever tried to get a timely, accurate answer from the IRS lately on your family tax side, but it's tough to get. And that's not too much to ask. So we're proposing a, a state-of-the-art customer service unit. And finally, because so many back home, I'm, I'm just tired of hearing individuals and small business people tell me they spent years and tens of thousands of dollars trying to resolve a fairly minor routine tax dispute with the IRS. So we're proposing a third smaller unit independent of Treasury, sort of a small claims court, to help people be able to resolve those questions affordably and timely. Um, we're thinking new about this. So we go all in for growth, for jobs, all in for simplicity for families and individuals, and all in for accountability for the IRS. And that's the tax reform blueprint our team has put together. Uh, we think it's a good starting point. Um, and we're going to work the rest of the year, both listening, getting feedback from Vicki and, and Richard, and your businesses as well, looking at every step to improve it. Uh, we intend, there's, there's areas that we intentionally set aside that we're going to revisit to make sure we're looking at the provisions and getting them right. One of the areas is uh, uh, we want to see if we can't simplify the way people save to encourage more savings. We think it's a bit complicated. Uh, Kathy and I are saving for, for college, for the boys. There's a whole lot of savings provisions for college. So many, the cheat sheet for college savings is 90 pages long. That's, that's like college savings for dummies is 90 pages long. We can do better. We think we can do a lot better. And so we've still got some work to do. Um, in my request, uh, to you today uh, <clears throat> is to look at this blueprint and test drive it and bring us back your feedback. But don't test drive it like it's the old car. Like, don't take one provision out and test drive it like it's the old tax code. Test drive it like it's the new car. Because what we're proposing is a new way to tax. A one with different features than the old car. We think it drives faster <coughs> than the old car economically. So model that and bring us back those results so that we can continue to fine tune and make it better. I've really overused the car analogy there. Sorry about that. <laughs> but it makes sense in, in where we want to go. And so, um, Dan, with your permission, Jim, can we stop and Absolutely. take some easy questions? Sure. <laughs>